Welcome to the Warrior Goddess Revolution, a podcast dedicated to helping you get free, free of shame, free of fear, free of limitations, and free to become the woman you are meant to be. Let the inner revolution begin. Here's your host, Heather Ash Amara. Hey everyone, spring is here and with it, allergies, gardening, and new beginnings. So today I want to explore this idea of creating a bigger pot for ourselves. That as growing beings, it's really important for us to feel into, are we giving ourselves enough space? So I have been planting, and I realize it's kind of funny, so I'm living in New Mexico after living in Texas for many, many years. And in Texas, we'd be planting right now. But in New Mexico, it snowed today. The planting date is not until May 15th, which just seems so far away. So suddenly I have all these little sprouts that I've put in pots, tiny little pots, um, and they already have outgrown their pots. So a couple days ago, went out, got bigger pots, bigger peat pots, and started doing the replanting process. And as I played with really gently taking these little baby seedlings and putting them into larger pots, tucking them in, what I recognized is that as humans, we're really similar to plants in that if we don't give ourselves enough space, if our pot or our container is too small, it's really easy to get root bound where we aren't getting enough nutrition, where our roots are hitting up against the container, so we're not really grounded any longer, and that stunts our growth. To move ourselves to a larger pot means really gently, mindfully, lovingly, first assessing, do I need more space in my life? And for many of us, that looks like two things. Okay. One, in pandemic world, sometimes what having a lot larger pot means is doing things differently. So if you've been in lockdown, if you've been kind of bumping up against the walls of your house and you're feeling stagnant or you're feeling really itchy to be out in the world, but you can't, there are ways that you can create a larger container for yourself. And one way to do that is by imagining that you can fill up the space that you're in. Okay, a lot of times in houses, even if you live in a tiny, tiny apartment, we tend to keep our energy very contained to really close to our body, our awareness. And there's this incredible practice I learned from David Data who is an author of many, many books, but one that's called Blue Truth. And one of the practices he shares is this idea of expanding your awareness to include everything that's in the room with you. So instead of your awareness just being on your body or just being on your thoughts, and there's one way to expand your container, is if you tend to live most of the time in your head, Expand your awareness to include your body. 
expand your awareness to include your energy body. So not just the physical body, but that invisible realm of energy that is around and permeates our physical bodies to start to get curious about what's happening with my energy. What's happening with my body? What am I feeling in my body? And what am I doing with my energy? Where, where's my experience of my energetic body? And this is not something that your, your mental mind is necessarily even going to understand. But if you set that intent and ask that question over and over again, what's happening in my physical body? Without judgment, what's going on? Hi, sweetheart. And that also the same thing with your energetic body. Asking that question, what am I doing with my energy? What's going on with my energy right now? Um, I like to think about energy similar to fire, that we can dampen our fire. We can dampen our energy. Our, our fire or energy can be scattered. It can be burning too high. So we end up burning out. We can be trying to give it to other people. So that's a great way to explore your relationship with your energy body is to say, okay, if I have an inner fire, what's my relationship with that inner fire? How am I interacting with that fire? Is that fire burning brightly? Is it grounded? Is it sustainable? That's how you want to be in relationship with your energy. Sustainable over time that you stay burning brightly. So that expansion then, out of mind, into body, into energy body, then you can start to expand wider into including the room that you're in, in your awareness. So that instead of just attending to what's in your mind or what's in your body or what's happening with your energy, that you're expanding your awareness to include the feeling sense, the textures, the colors, the sounds of the space that you're in. And you can start with just the room, whatever bedroom, living room, office that you're in, and practice. Can you keep your attention wide, even when you're working on the computer, even when you're going to the bathroom, and include a larger space in your awareness? And then as you get more used to opening your energy field and your awareness into the space that you're in, then start including the entire house and being curious about that. Now, if you live with other people and you don't want to be impacted by their energy, or maybe one of the things that you've been noticing is that you're sensitive energetically to other people's emotions or physical state or that you tend to leak energy towards different people in your household, you want to do this really mindfully, where you're expanding your awareness, but you're not necessarily taking on other people's thought forms, emotions, agreements, which we can do if we're not paying attention. So what you can do is set your intent to grow your container, to give yourself a bigger pot, metaphorically, a bigger space without including other people in that space necessarily, okay? You can actually create a permeable membrane so that you're taking in energy that's beneficial to you, but you're keeping out energy that doesn't serve you at this time. It just takes practice. It takes intent, and it takes your practice. 
The other way to expand your container, give yourself a bigger pot to repot yourself, give yourself more space and more soil, is to really look at what nourishes you and give yourself more of the soil nutrients that you need. So sometimes we get into habits where we forget that we're living beings that need rest and good food and walks, exercise, sleep. So you can also expand the pot that you're in by beginning to ask yourself, is there enough soil? Is there enough nutrient in my life for me to expand and grow? And a big part of that is space, just actually space. So when you take a plant and you put it into a larger pot, its roots go into shock for a little bit before they start to spread out and expand because of the movement. And I've seen this happen in myself and in other people that, that I interact with, that sometimes when we start giving ourselves more space, when we start resting more, when we are taking better care of ourselves, when we're starting to explore what is the soil that nourishes me and how do I give myself more of that, that there's this time frame where our body's like, wait a minute, I'm so used to being crowded and my roots being pushed up against the container and always being busy. There's a familiarness around the old container, basically, even if the old container was causing you to suffer or causing you to leak energy or causing you to be frazzled all the time. It's still familiar. And so you may notice as you start giving yourself better soil and more space that it feels uncomfortable, that it doesn't feel familiar, that you're not sure what to do with yourself. You're not sure how to hold yourself any longer. So that can just be aware that there may be this sense of kind of root shock of like, whoa, it's really okay for me to sleep eight hours and not get myself up in the middle of the night worrying. Wow, it's really okay for me to cut off from Facebook at five o'clock and stop answering texts and just be with myself before between, between the time I go to bed. Whoa, this is really unusual. It's okay for me to wake up early and sit in silence without doing anything before I start my day. So all of the places where we give ourselves more space, more rest, more nutrients, more benefit in whatever way that is, where we improve the soil and we also give ourselves more soil, more nutrients, more nourishment. Just be aware that you may have to expand yourself into that. Sometimes as humans, we're like, I'm not familiar with this new thing. And so we actually put ourselves back into a smaller pot. We put ourselves back into old ways of thinking and being, again, because it's familiar, because it's a habit. So this place of being aware that as you give yourself more nutrients, more space, more rest, all of it, that you may need to really hold yourself to that bigger container until you grow into it. And once you grow into it, you get to up-level again. It's not like you just grow into the new space and then you're done. You know, I think for all of us that we're 
going to be constantly, in a way, transplanting ourselves to give ourselves bigger pots, bigger containers, more space. It doesn't just happen once. If we continue to grow, that means we're going to have to give ourselves more space every time we up-level, whatever that looks like. So it's an ongoing process. The other up-level or expansion is that what can also occur as we give ourselves a larger container, a larger pot, is that the things that we've been pushing down with our busyness, with our addictions, with our habits and patterns, what I affectionately call the oil can start bubbling up. So an example of oil is old emotions that you haven't processed, old stories that you've been repeating that you're now ready to let go because you have the space to look at them and go, you know what, this isn't actually true any longer. Old experiences, old trauma, old hurts that you haven't been attending to or that you didn't know how to process, now you have extra room for those things to come up. I was talking to a friend about this today who had stopped working at the job that they were working at and because of the pandemic and because of some other factors in their life, suddenly they had more space. The pot got bigger. There wasn't a lot to fill. And what occurred or what is occurring is that a lot of unprocessed experiences from their childhood are now coming up to be really to be looked at, digested, loved, cleared. And this is something that can sometimes be a surprise if we don't recognize, if we don't understand that process of giving ourselves a bigger container is going to have a couple different ramifications. One, you'll probably feel a lot better. So there'll be that sense of relief, that sense of, oh, I can rest. I can let myself expand. I can grow into this new being. I can connect more with my inspiration and creativity. And what may also occur simultaneously as that feeling sense of inspiration and opening and gratitude is, oh, and here you go, sweetie, here's the things that you've been avoiding or that you haven't had the time or the energy to explore and integrate. So it's a gift. Remember, remind yourself, it's a gift as you grow your container, as you expand that pot and replant yourself, that even if oil arises, even if the old gunk, what I mean by oil is the old gunk from your history, even if old gunk comes up, that's great because what it means is, one, you are ready to process it. Our bodies are so incredibly wise. Your body will hold things in stasis, will hold things until you're ready, until you have the space or the capacity or the support to process and clear it. And so if things are coming up, that means you have the support, the space, the capacity, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if you're like, why is this coming up? I don't like this. I don't want this. What it means is your body's like, okay, good. Let's move this energy. 
any place there's stuck and stagnant energy in our being, whether it's an old emotion or an experience that hasn't been untangled and integrated, it's weight in our body. It's weight in our energetic body. It's pulling us back into the past. So when we remind ourselves, oh, it's good this is arising, because what's going to occur on the other side is more lightness, more joy, more clarity, more delight, more inspiration, more openness. So it's almost like as you create a larger container for yourself to let yourself rest into both the beauty of being held in a new way and having larger horizons and also pay attention to and what needs to be released so that more water, more love, I think about water as our own unconditional love, that more unconditional love can permeate all the way down to our roots. And there's ways that we have agreements and beliefs that keep our own self-love and also our being able to receive love from other people that keep that love from permeating all the way down into our core. It's like we have these floors or these places within our container where we're like, oh, I'm only going to allow the water of love to go this far. I don't deserve to be well watered. I don't deserve to be loved. I don't deserve to accept and respect myself, whatever it is. And so we put these blocks and giving ourselves the the awareness and the capacity and the tools and the support to let go of those old agreements and those places where we've created blocks inside of our being then allows ah, that full watering to occur where we love ourselves fully all the way to our core, that we accept everything that's in our container. And it's not that, you know, if you do it right, and if you process all the oil, uh, and if you learn how to love and be loved, and you have a container that's large enough for you, that you'll never hit roadblocks, that you'll never have anger or fear or have grief or make mistakes. Life is messy. There's conflict, there's challenges, there's hard times, there's beautiful times. And all of it is part of our experience. But we become more resilient as we grow, as we allow our roots to get stronger as we really nourish ourselves, both nourish the soil of our being and also water, let the water of our own love and other people's love and acceptance come into our being, we grow and we can become more resilient. And resiliency, mm, I love this word. You think about a plant that's resilient, it doesn't break. When you bend it, it is flexible. And it bounces back. And plants that have strong roots are more resilient. But also when they're the body, when the stalk of the 
plant has some wind against it, it becomes more resilient. This is one of the, the stories that I share all the time that there was an experiment that science learned is a jump to the punchline, basically, that what this what scientists learned in the 70s is that trees need wind to get more stable. They get more resilient when they have wind. So like with my little seedlings right now, they're, they're little tiny little seedlings that are poking up and they're really tall. And so what I've been doing is running my hand against them with love, like just very gently being the wind. And that's going to help them become stronger. Because when you have a situation where there's no challenge, where there's no wind, then we don't develop our strength. You know, and you'll see this with, with little kids whose parents take care of everything in their lives. They have no capacity to deal with challenges and conflict because they're used to somebody else doing it all the time. One of the best gifts that we can give ourselves and our children and our beloveds and our friends is not making everything easy. Doesn't mean we want to make everything hard, but to recognize people develop their character and their capacity and their resiliency by learning themselves when hard things happen, when they get challenged and when they feel supported and loved. And also when they feel that sense of you can take, you know, you've got capacity. I believe in your resilience. I believe in your strength. I believe in your love. When you witness other people, and when you hold, they can figure this out. Okay. And how do we do that? We learn to do that with ourselves. Okay. And again, as we develop stronger root systems, as we give ourselves more space to let our roots spread out, to then allow ourselves to grow, as we talk to ourselves with love, with gratitude, as we encourage ourselves to be resilient. And that doesn't mean, you know, here's an example in my life. Like I will have an experience where I feel really vulnerable. I feel victimized. I feel scared. I don't know how I'm going to do it. That usually lasts about, I don't know, anywhere from two seconds to maybe 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't last very long for me anymore. It used to last months, but now it's pretty quick. Okay. Because I feel that sense, I witness my vulnerability, I witness my victim, I'm like, oh, hello, hi, sweetheart, you're feeling scared. And I hold that part of myself and then look up to say, okay, what's the lesson? What's my next step? I listen deeply to allow creativity and inspiration to help guide me rather than being driven unconsciously by my victim self or my judge self. That place of stepping out, not denying the part of us that feels victimized, not denying the part of us that's judgmental, not denying the part of us that's angry, but just noticing, yep, I feel victimized. Yep, I'm feeling judgmental. Yep, there's my anger. Noticing it and then choosing, and how do I want to step forward towards whatever the challenge is? How do I bring in the inspiration, the creativity, the presence to look at this in a new way? When we face our challenges then, instead of running away from them, 
when we turn to face them and say, hello, you are a worthy challenge. You're a good obstacle. You are the wind. Then we let the wind help us build capacity. And that's something that's my word for 2021. You know, I realized that part of me was just like, I just want it to be easy. I want things to be simple, which I am going for simple. And to get to simple, what I'm learning how to do, what my path is right now, is digesting complexity, to be in relationship with complexity in such a way that I'm not denying the complexity or feeling overwhelmed by complexity, but learning to go towards the complexity to find the simplicity within it. Because I believe as we move towards complexity, we can then untangle it, make more space. Again, this is another bigger pot. Instead of clamping down around complexity or around overwhelm or around a fear and collapsing to open, to create more space, to give ourselves more room, to attend to it from a different place. And that that attitude of like, yeah, okay, this is complex and life is complex. It is at times. Gives us then the courage to face and learn from and untangle and find the simple within the complexity. That allows us to become more resilient. Because then as we face another complex situation, old emotion, fear, whatever the experience is, then we, we know, okay, I've gotten through something like this before. I can get through this as well. We have more faith in ourselves. And faith comes from giving ourselves the space to act from a new place in relationship with the challenges to not keep going back into the same habits and patterns, but to look through different eyes, to look through the eyes of compassion, of connection, of creativity, and to see how else can I dance with what's arising in such a way that I come out the other side more grounded, more loving, more resilient, more open-hearted. And that's where we have choice. It's choosing again to learn, to grow, to repot ourselves as often as needed so that we have more space to take in more love and nutrients and acceptance and also to blossom out more love and acceptance, to be more compassionate in our relationship with ourselves and with each other. And the more that we give ourselves the space, the larger the container is of our acceptance of all of ourselves and what's going on in the world. And acceptance doesn't mean giving up Acceptance means I see and that we make a choice from what we're in relationship to now rather than what we wish we were in relationship to. 
how we wish the world was, what we wish was happening, that we say, okay, this is happening, what can I do? One of the places that I'm expanding my container right now is around the recent shootings that just happened. So Monday, there was a 21-year-old man who went into a Boulder, Colorado supermarket and killed 10 people. And they still don't understand the motivation. There's still a lot of investigating happening. But what we do know is someone with a semi-automatic weapon randomly killed 10 people. And there's a lot of trauma, of course, with the families, with the community, and with the nation, with the United States, because we've had so many shootings. And it can feel so helpless and so frustrating. And one of the things I've been playing with expanding is, one, praying, blessing, offering up love, and just just support energetically for the people that have been impacted, holding them in my heart, feeling the impact, and also asking, what can I do? How can I look at this from all sides? And what I see often happening is we go into this polarity of there's the bad person and the the victims, and there's definitely victims in this situation. And I believe everybody is a victim. The person who shot is also, that shot everyone is also a victim. He's a perpetrator, but he's also a victim. And so my question is, how are we failing our young men? So many of the shootings have been from young men. How are we failing them? Where are they falling through the cracks in the system? How do we, as a culture, as a community, as a nation, hold the complexity of all of it. And there's, you know, I think there's laws that need to be enacted that will help, but there's also other pieces to look at that are complex, which is why we tend to not look at them because we want to just say, oh, well, if there wasn't access to a gun, this wouldn't have happened, which is partially true. But we also know if somebody wants to hurt others, they'll figure out a way to do it. And that means they are hurting. So along with when when difficult situations arise in the world, along with what laws need to put into place or what new systems or what new structures, we also want to look at what's the hurt here? What's the deeper root that has caused the situation? And how can we explore how to take steps towards healing all of it? all of the wounding that's happening. And also to to attend to the the fracturing and wounding that's happened within the community, okay, and within the nation. So there's multiple levels, and I think this is why it's sometimes so much easier to just do the black, white, good, bad, right, wrong polarity and then figure out which side we're on and and which side other people are on and, and make enemies or make the the other, it's more complex to stop and say, how am I part of this? Where is a place that I have huge hatred? Where is a place that I don't feel seen or met? Where is a place in my life that I've hurt other people, not, um, you know, not violently and 
in ways that we've seen. But how have I, let me take responsibility for that. I hurt people with my actions. And how do I take responsibility for that and clean it up so that I become a more loving, present human as part of my growth and evolution? And that we all are evolving. So there's some thoughts, some explorations around this idea of growing your container, giving yourself a bigger pot, replanting yourself, and how that is applicable both as individuals as we grow as individuals and we face complexity and challenges, and also in community in our global structures and those larger structures and communities that we're part of that we can expand to feel into how does this also relate to me so that it isn't separate. It isn't, there's those people out there and then there's me. We're all interconnected. We're all, all of our roots are interconnected and it's true. We're all individuals. We are all individuals. And there's also this invisible web that connects us all together. And so often when we acknowledge both our individual selves and ourselves as part of a larger collective, that's when the biggest healing can happen for all of us. So may you create larger pots for yourself, more space, more soil, more water, more growth. And that growth doesn't always have to be like tall, expanded, as big as possible. Growth might be that you are flowering in a particular way, that you are growing your your root system. And and maybe it's not seen from the outside. And so let's also, as we use this fun metaphor of plants, of being a plant and growing, is to know that all of us are different types of plants. That you don't have to try and be a particular type of plant or there's no right way to grow. There's your way where you are now. So honor that part of your journey as well. Sometimes most of your energy is well-served deepening and expanding your roots. And sometimes your energy is really well-served blossoming and shining and getting bigger. So explore. Where are you now? Do you need more space? Do you need more nourishment in your soil? Do you need more water? Do you need more resiliency around challenges and complexity? What wants to blossom? And sometimes also what needs to be pruned or let go of as well as part of the cycle. All right, sweet ones. Thanks for joining me on Warrior Goddess Revolution. And as always, we're doing shows. Every other show right now, I'm doing an interview and then a little smaller podcast of just thoughts, teachings. So if you have any suggestions of things you'd like me to ramble about, please let me know. You can always email our team at hello at heatherashamara.com and take good care of your beautiful 
growing, blossoming, releasing self. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with a fellow warrior goddess. If you felt fully empowered and inspired by what you heard today, we want to know about it. You can share your feedback by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We thank you for your support. It's the fastest way to fuel the revolution. To learn more about the Warrior Goddess Revolution and other Warrior Goddess offerings, visit us at www.warriorgoddess.com.